Yo and hello, it is me, just coming to Marie, and this is yet another episode of the Come Up Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything, mental health, personal development, and entrepreneurship. What's going on, y'all? It is the first of the month. Y'all know I love the first of the month. Y'all know I love a new beginning. Y'all know I love an opportunity to, you know, start a new um especially march march is uh we get to say bye to winter it's not gonna go willingly you know winter's gonna go kicking and screaming but we're gonna be able to say bye to winter soon and i am ready to kick winter's dusty ass to the curb okay um what's been going on how are y'all you know two months into the new year two months down this is now the third black history month was amazing you know shout out to the spot out in city point mall in brooklyn shout out to um trivia for us and attending the spots culture and creative market um it was a really good time like i enjoyed myself it was a great rap to you know black history month i met some really really dope vendors i met some really really dope people again shout out jg uh shout out damn i'm I, I hate that i'm missing people um not just pineapples with the 360 photo booth uh shout out um damn it was the 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 chick with the the um wrapping paper folk focals or focus folk it's like f-o-l-k-u-s something like that then there were um you know the beauty brands there was uh signs candles where they have candles for every zodiac um shout out to um mood junkie for all of the great you know accessories i finally got me a nose cuff thanks to mood junkie um who else who else there's so many people it was so many people there was a girl who you know made an outfit out of out of braiding hair or made a number of outfits out of braiding hair there was like artwork that lit up and you know it was like very multi-layered like you know it looked like one thing from afar but the closer you got the more you know details you see in the in the paintings like it just was such a good good time um I'm I'm excited March you know I I ended February amazingly and it gives me lots of hope and lots of you know shit to look forward to in March so you know that's what's up um where's my phone so I can get into this wellness check um hold on hold on because I mean I need my feelings real I mean, I don't really need my feelings, well, because I already know how I feel. I feel tired, <laughs> and I and I remember tired is like under sad or or bad. Yeah, feeling tired is feeling bad. Feeling busy is also feeling bad. But there are some feelings in between that you know I wanna I wanna talk about because it's not just the feeling of feeling bad or feeling busy. Right, here it goes. You know, I hate, not that I hate that I record from my bed sometimes. It's just, I hate that I can't find what I want to find when I want to find it. Like, that should be so annoying. And it's like my bed is butt so big for shit to just be going missing. You know what I mean? Like, it just don't be making no sense. 
Um, please tell me I didn't delete it off of this. Feelings wheel for the wellness check. Um, damn it. Did I delete it? You know, I've been cleaning out my phone. And try, well, I've been cleaning out all of my phones. All of my devices need to be refreshed because I just have so much shit. Like, and, and again, I have so many things on my phones, so many things on my laptops, so many things, you know, on, on my hard drives. Like, I just need to clean. And you know what it is? I think that's another thing I'm looking forward to as well with you know this new month is you know spring spring breeds spring cleaning and I love me some spring cleaning okay like I love me some getting rid of and shedding you know some dead weight and getting some stuff out and all of that like I am like I I won't go as far as saying I'm a minimalist like I'm not that girl but I love getting rid of stuff and I think I'm I'm about time and I think that's what I'm going to do too. Like I'm going to do all of my laundry. I'm going to go through all of my clothes again, all of my winter stuff, the things I didn't wear, the things, you know, that don't fit anymore. And I'm just going to do another purge. Like it's about that time. Like I'm 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 ready for it. I'm ready. I'm I think that's what it is. I think I am in a space now where I'm ready to start fresh. Spring is about to get sprung in and I, I'm ready to bloom and blossom with the rest of the flowers that have been hibernating all winter. <laughs> um, let me see. Yes. So feeling bad uh, is feeling tired. Tired is sleepy and unfocused. I'm not unfocused. I feel I'm tired because I'm very focused because I've been, you know, upping my freelancing gigs. I've been upping my producing gigs and, you know, and I still got my podcast and my stuff that I'm doing for me, you know, as well. And there's but so many hours in a week and, you know, trying to dedicate and and, and get everything done. I, I, I have to sacrifice. I had so many weeks of, you know, planning and preparing and, you know, these were my weeks of putting in that work. Um, yeah, and, and getting it back in sweat equity. It's been two weeks, like a, a solid two-week stretch. And I know my regular nine-to-fivers are like, bitch, you work for two weeks and you complaining. It's not necessarily a complaint. It's just a matter of, like, when I say two weeks, I mean, like, literally two weeks. Like, no sleep, on the bus, on the train, on the, th- like, it's one of those, like, job other job weekend job editing job you know producing job like it's it's one of those types of two weeks when I say that so it's like yeah I put in my 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 two weeks in in getting it in and then now I have you know some weeks of editing some weeks of you know rest or weeks of rest (laughs) I have some days of editing some days of rest and you know it's gonna keep alternating until the next I guess two weeks that I'm gonna really you know go hard but it is what it is it's it's taking a lot of getting used to this new schedule but I'm 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 grateful you know what I mean like I I told y'all I did my vision board at the top of the year and on my vision board I want to get paid for you know my time and my talents 
both at the same time. And that is going to take work. That's going to take, you know, me handling life and, you know, figuring out what works for me and sticking to it. And so far, so good. I can't, you know, I can't even really complain. Like, even though it says that tired and busy, um, because busy is pressured and rushed. And let me tell you something. I am pressured to give 150% to all 80 million things that I'm doing. And I'm rushed in trying to recharge every time I have to show up to give 150%. So, you know, granted, I don't feel bad, but I can understand why those feelings fall under the bad umbrella. Um, Let me see. I don't feel fearful of anything. I don't feel angry. I don't feel disgusted. I don't feel sad. Um, Happy, I guess. Yeah. Happy, optimistic, hopeful, inspired. That's been me for for, for quite some time now. Um, Interested, curious, and inquisitive. Proud, is successful, and confident. Accepted, is respected, and valued. So, yeah, I feel more happy than I do bad, and that's great. That's that's a great, great place for me to be. So I can't really compa- complain at all. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, what happened? So, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I did the pop-up shop at the end of the month. Um, it was it went really well. I enjoyed myself. And, you know, it is what it is. Um what did I talk about last time? Oh, speaking of t- what I talked about last time, I talked about, you know, the five stages of relationships. We talked about, you know, the pillars of a relationship, what makes a great relationship. And then I had that amazing talk with last week's guests. And guess what? Y'all loved it so much that I finally hit a thousand plays. Round of applause. Yes, I made a thousand plays or over a thousand plays actually um, with the last episode and I'm very excited like I, I I didn't expect myself to feel like a way about it but I was like oh shit bitch I'm 42 episodes in and already hit my first thousand thousand listens hey it's lit like you know I'm ready to pop the champagne and you know talk to you know don't, don't don't talk to me talk to Huey and he will talk to me you feel me like I'm I'm ready to be on that type of time with my thousand plays okay and I appreciate it and actually I feel like I want to do something special because I do appreciate everyone who has stuck it out with me so far who has been you know growing with me on this journey and who has been appreciating you know all the work that's been going into making these last 42 episodes and so you know I might you know start the month off with some giveaways you know i might do a little do a little prize giving and then i and that'll help me with my spring cleaning too because when i tell you i got a bag full of shit that i could just be giving away like i got tripods i got sneakers i got fanny packs t-shirts you know grinder listen i got all types of stuff hair products all types of things that i've just been collecting and you know I, I, I t- I've used what I've wanted to use out of everything I have and so rather than just throw all this stuff away you know I can give it to my followers for people who actually want it so you know maybe I might do some trivia 
of my own um you know cause y'all to go back into the crates and start listening to some old episodes yeah maybe i might do something like that i i got now the now the wheels are turning in my head i gotta do something special to say thank you you know for for a thousand plays um and also to say you know thank you for for riding with your girl um so yeah i'm gonna work on that but i do want to get into my spring cleaning as soon as possible because i'm tired of of not the clutter but i feel like i've i've overdone it i really do i feel like i overdid it i feel like you know i overshopped i over collected i over you know whatever word i over hoarded you know whatever word you can think of i overdid it and i need to make room for some space you know lent starts tomorrow um you're supposed to give up three things and then you know add three things and i feel like in my three things i did not um account for my hoarding abilities and i did not account for you know my bad habit of buying impulsively impulse shopping has been like one of my go-to like coping mechanisms whenever the slightest of inconvenience happens in my life you know what i mean like as soon as soon as soon as soon as i just feel like i'm over it i you know need something or want something or whatever the case may be i i i can just spend hours just aimlessly shopping and that's not good like i know that the like that's my happy place and blah 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 but i really am on some anti you know consumerism shit anti-capitalistic shit like in my heart of hearts like i really am just like i don't need no more stuff like the way the world has been going lately especially now like i don't know if y'all been watching the news because i sure haven't but boy when i tell you that this ukraine russia stuff has not seemed to pass anyone's radar like the way the world is going like i don't want to buy nothing else like if if it's not something that could help me in the apocalypse i don't want it right now (laughs) like i just don't want it right now like i don't have any use for it if it's not gonna help me in the long run so in trying to make time or make space i need to really like get over this or give up this impulsive shopping shit and really like get disciplined about what it is i'm spending my money on and what it is and i'm spending my time doing so in the spirit of spring cleaning you know i've been going through my phone and stuff right and i found these notes that i had and i wonder what i can make of these um it's basically eight laws and it's basically like the eight laws that you should know and i want to talk about a few of them because i want to talk about them because these kind of like stood out to me i forgot why i screenshot it and then you know i had to write it in my notebook to get it on my screenshots 
So the eight laws are uh, the law of divine oneness, the law of vibration, the law of correspondence, the laws of attraction, the laws of inspired action, the laws of perpetual transmutation of energy, the law of cause and effect, and the laws of compensation. So this idea of the laws of divine oneness, that was one that stood out to me at first that made me even, um, what you call, oh, there are 12 laws. Oh, yeah, there are 12 laws of the universe. So I managed to catch only eight of them in my original research. So they're actually 12. So yeah, it's vibration, attraction, divine oneness, compensation, polarity, correspondence, inspired action, cause and effect, relativity, gender, perpetual transmutation of energy, and the law of rhythm. Okay. So yeah, discovering and aligning with these 12 laws can cause you to come to terms with managing everyday life situations. These 12 laws can help to adjust your understanding of why things are the way they are and can give life a deeper meaning. The laws are a form of meditation for freedom originating from the ancient, ancient Hawaiian culture. There are, and I just said the laws already, I don't gotta say them again. Um, they can be rewarding when best implemented um here is how you apply the 12 laws to your life um the law of vibration you are in constant motion that can inform your lived experience this means that if you are manifesting a certain lifestyle you have to adjust yourself to that desired level you can apply the law of vibration by participating in mindful practices that promotes good vibes the law of attraction is that this is you basically attract what you focus on. You apply the law of attraction by believing what you're manifesting. The law of divine oneness is that everything is connected. It is the first and most foundational law of the universe. This is activated when compassion is exercised. And that fact that we are all one is accepted. That's a, that's, that's a beautiful one. I like that. Um, the law of compensation is whatever you sow, you will reap. Um, this law is activated when you contribute to what you're manifesting. So, you know, for all those who, you know, believe in the Bible, that is the, you know, Ruth and Boaz. Like your Boaz got to find you in the, you know, field working. Like you can't just be on your ass chilling and think your husband's going to find you or your rich husband's going to find you. You got to be working, getting your hands dirty a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? The law of gender relates to masculine and feminine energy that exists in all things. To apply this, you have to achieve balance between the two. Um, the law of cause and effect is that all actions have a reaction, whether good or bad. You might not experience the effect right away, but it is sure to happen. The law of relativity is that your or is that your reality boils down to perception. It allows you to understand life with a greater compassion and comparison. Hmm. So that's an interesting one, the law of relativity, because I have been reading this book, uh, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. 
and one of the I guess like things that I've read in this book is that your experiences like your or maybe it's not in this book maybe it was in something else because basically the, the explanation has nothing to do with the book but I remember the explanation being like how you choose to remember certain things affects how you move forward making certain choices so if you choose to remember something where you are the victim or where you had no choice rather than accepting that you had limited choices based on your understanding at that time it can change the trajectory the trajectory of how you overcome whatever it is that you you know went through because you'll either stay stagnant at where you were when you know whatever it was happened happened or you can stunt your growth and you know you could get past it a little bit but not really or you can choose to like completely re revision or reimagine not reimagine because I don't want to say like you're you know not It's, it's a difficult thing to say because I can see where people would be like, you know, it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And I think that's why I struggle with a lot of personal development stuff as a whole is because I can see where this I can see the cracks for which skeptic skepticism can seep through. But in thinking about reimagining your history, so to speak, or rewriting your history there is a power in it because why would you want your story to be about how someone else used or manipulated or hurt you your story ought to be i made a mistake because i didn't know blah i took a risk and it ended in blah you know what i mean like it should never be like oh what was me or this happened to me and all of this stuff is just you went through something and you had certain tools available and whether those tools were adequate or not you made it through to the other side in nowhere of that story do you have to be the lesser or the victim or you know the underdog or you know whatever like you don't have to take a back seat in your own story and I feel like that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the Extraordinary Mind book. It was another one, but I can't remember which one. But yeah, the, the law of relativity in, you know, realizing that your reality is all about your perception. Because like I can tell my story, my whole life story or my life the last 33 years. I could tell that story about eight different ways like literally like when you when I look at it you know just from a specific timeline of this happened here this happened here this happened here this happened here there are at least like four to eight different stories of who I could should and would be and so in realizing that in my own life I really 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 you know implore any and everyone to look at it you know look at their own lives through that same you know lens um the law of perpetual transmutation of energy yeah, this was a, a long one um your actions are preceded by thoughts and tend to fluctuate 
You activate this law by remaining positive regardless of surrounding energies. So this was something that, you know, again, there was another, um, you know, piece of content or piece of something that I, I found where it was like basically a list. And the list was like all of, you know, the things that contribute to negative energy and all of the things that contribute to positive energy. And what I wanted to do was basically like a tree. And it showed one part of the tree dying and one part of the tree flourishing. What I wanted to do was list all of those negative energy words and then list their direct opposite positive energy words because you know so many times you hear people say oh positive vibes only blah 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 and again my brain immediately goes to you know lack of accountability it goes to you know people wanting to not be held accountable or not be you know um not have their bubbles burst but it goes so much deeper than that like those people you know use those concepts and use those buzzwords to justify a lot of their fuck shit but it should have never tainted my view of what those words actually meant and so you know in thinking more now about the law of perpetual transmutation of energy absolutely anytime i find myself wanting to complain about something i'm gonna then challenge myself to think more you know gratuitously about things like rather than complain i'm gonna you know show gratitude i'm gonna reword and rework and rephrase certain things and so you know i definitely look forward to making that change um the law of polarity whereas there is a positive and a negative to everything you can activate this law by uncovering what's happening on the opposite end of the spectrum yes i just said that ha. look at me being on point without even knowing um the law of rhythm which is this law promotes fluidity you should activate this law by acknowledging your inner rhythm and not fighting against it now see this is this is a big one for me because i've definitely looked into a few things as it pertains to my natural rhythm like my natural learning cycle i've you know learned that about myself i definitely am a it's a sleep no it's study play rest yeah i think that's the cycle it's like i go into a you know pro, you know proper 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 planning prevents piss poor production yeah i go into that mode very you know studious learning gathering information figuring that out and then my play is me exploring me you know putting the pieces together and making it work for me and then my rest is when you know i might put my head one too many times stub my toe might prick my finger you know exploring and now i gotta chill out and then that's my natural cycle same thing with sleep I notice my natural sleep cycle and how you know my body best works my natural uh, circadian rhythm as they say um it's called the chronotype test i took that test and i realized i can't have iced coffee past 2 p.m um i'm more productive at night when it comes to getting stuff done but when it comes to brainstorming i gotta do all of that in the daytime i know when my you know eating when i'm when i'm supposed to be eating heavy meals this and the third and when i tell you it does work 
there is something to be said about all of this shit it is a lot i will say that it's a lot of quizzes it's a lot of giving out your emails it's a lot of of reading of things but when you work with what you naturally are and do life is so much easier so much easier um let me see let me get through these last couple ones um the law of correspondence if your life appear, uh, if your life appears to be out of order or you're content it is a reflection of what's happening internally hmm. if your life appears to be out of order or you're content it's a reflection of what's happening internally oh so yeah if you're mm. i gotta look more into that one because i i thought i knew what that one meant but i i just had an argument with myself in my head so i'm gonna come back to that the law of correspondence i'm gonna remember to look that one back up um and then lastly the law of inspired action similar to the law of action you attract what you want in life you activate this law by creating a space for internal guidance so yeah i i forgot where i originally um saw these um laws it must have just been like a maybe just a it was maybe one of those memes or one of those like you know viral explore page videos and it was one of those you know girls with the crystals and it was like these are the laws that you need to understand i don't know why i was drawn to it it's specific specifically the law of divine oneness that one was the one that piqued my interest and then i copied the other ones down but i do think there's something to be said about all of these laws because you know these practices have existed well before civilization as we know it and as much as you know we can give it up to you know modern technology and we can you know forge forward with all of this new thinking and innovation we cannot turn our backs on the ways of you know the ancestors or the ones who came before us or you know whatever it is you want to call those people you know that are since been gone it's something about not abandoning fully some of the things that they have already made and laid to you know understanding just because there wasn't a google or there wasn't a wikipedia or there wasn't a you know it's like there wasn't anything back then really to fully encapsulate everything that they were talking about I feel like a lot of these things are very valuable to us now and they really do help us you know move and grow because even you know thinking about like what is it is it Chinese or Japanese Asian culture with feng shui because I don't know who it really is is appointed to but you know even with feng shui the idea of you know how you place the the furniture in your home and how you place you know the 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 things around you can contribute to your energy contribute to your happiness contribute to your success like that is something that never has has never gone away people may not still you know abide by it wholeheartedly but 
you know there are certain things like brandon now that i look around the room like even my room is against the rules of feng shui because my feet aren't supposed to be pointing to the window but that's the only way that i can fit my bed so i don't know <laughs> i don't know but you know it, it there is something to be said about that so this week i sit with my guest and we talk about you know holistic healing through your space and the things around you investing in your space and the things around you and how you know you can contribute to being your best self um, moving forward so we're gonna take a quick bake break and we're gonna get right back to the convo pretty busy so it's an early day for me i'm up at what 5 30 yeah on a daily what's your like morning routine like it's a bit crazy now that the kids are back in school and it's mm. you know homeschooling ended um because we commute so it's a you know i get up and i do all the things with the dog um and then my husband gets the kids up and then we drive into the city and then today you know wednesday is not bad because parking's not bad on a wednesday where i'm at here Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I've yeah. kind of just gotten into the routine, but when I tell people, they're like, "What?" <laughs> Listen, it's a good day when I wake up in enough time to make my iced coffee. Like, that's yes. that's a good start to my day. Skincare and iced coffee. That's it. <laughs> um, welcome to the Come Up Culture Podcast. If you can, you know, just give a little introduction about who you are, what is it that you do, and um, we can start there. Sure. So my name is Julie Jameson. I'm an interior decorator and I'm focused on wellness. I pretty much help high vibe women elevate their space to match their vibe. So I'm not like your typical interior decorator that you see like on Wayfair or things like that. Like I really, when it comes to transforming spaces, for me, it's all about making sure that the space is an extension of my client. And really bringing their personality and their style into the space, no matter who that person is, because we're all different and we're all individual individuals. But I also sprinkle in wellness. And because home decor is a part of wellness, and a lot of people don't really make that connection. And I feel like lately, because of the panini. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the panini, like, the panorama. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there's the Panasonic. <laughs> so it's like a lot of people during the whole, that whole, I mean, we're still going through it. Mm -hmm. People then started to make the connection of, you know what? I don't feel good. And the fact that my space isn't what I want it to be is not helping. Mm -hmm. Like I really need to transform and do whatever I need to do to help because my vibe needs to get it needs to raise in order for me to feel good because a lot of people I feel like mental health is a huge thing during that time and it still is because we're not over it and then sprinkle in you know people of color and what we go through every day and sprinkle in motherhood and sprinkle in all the things it's just like for us as a people like home decor should be like at the top of the priority list mm. because of all the challenges that we have on a day-to-day -day basis like when we come home or when we spend time in our space, it should be that that really zen moment, that sanctuary where it welcomes us, it embraces us, it makes us feel safe. We 
feel at home in our home because it is an extension of us. We're surrounded by our passions, our likes, you know, the, our favorite colors, the patterns that make us feel good. The pink color on the wall makes me feel, even though I'm having a shitty day today, makes me feel like I could conquer the world and actually conquer my to-do list, even though my energy levels are zapped. Even with me, like during the beginning, I, I bought a new bed, put up shelves. Like I needed a better space. Like I had went through, you know, working a full-time job, going to school full-time to, you know, finish my degree. And I did it in a space where it was really, really hard. And I can honestly say that since doing it, you know, I feel a lot better. Like all of these up here, I put up in like the living room. Like I started caring about my space. I put up like, you know, all of my awards and things from like school. Cause it makes me feel like I can accomplish things in this space. Look at what I've already done. And, you know, I feel comfortable. I it, it, It's a huge thing. So you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Where did your, I guess, interest in home decor really start for you? The more inner work that I'm doing, the more, mm. you know, because we're all trying to better ourselves, right? And the more that I'm trying to, like, really uncover all this trauma and heal, like, I... I at first thought it was the whole HGTV phenomenon because I was hooked. Mm-hmm. But I realized that through doing my inner child work that it was like, yo, you were doing this when you were little. Really? Because you were trying to escape the environment that you were raised in. Where were you born? So I was born, born and raised in Jamaica, Queens, single mom. And it's three of us, three girls. And we all lived in a studio and it was really small. But the thing is that the kitchen was like almost bigger than the living space. So what my mother did is she divided the kitchen. She put up a divider wall. That was me and my older sister's bedroom. She put bunk beds in there. And it was like the most embarrassing shit ever. Because I'm like, I want to bring friends over, but I don't want to bring friends over. And then in the living room, she put up the remainder of the partition wall, which wasn't even a whole wall. It was like crack, like so it didn't reach the ceiling. And you could literally like tippy toe and look over and be like, hey, bed, <laughs> which was my mother's room. Wow. So I remember when I was little trying to see how to make the space look cuter with what we had, which wasn't really much. So it was always hard. But that got that got the, the little... The wheels turning in my head of like, hmm, well, what if we move this here? What if we move that there? What if we shift that around? Or maybe like just trying to do whatever I could to just make the space feel better. And then also just growing up in, in the way that I grew up, like my mom, you know, we want welfare. We want food stamps. My mom, you know, didn't know the language. She's from Guatemala and my dad wasn't around. So my mom really, really struggled to raise us. Mm. And it was not easy for her. And, you know, looking back, that is where it all started. But then when you fast forward to, I think I was probably in my early 30s when I had our sec- our third kid. Like, that's when it all really collided because really? my son was burned. So he had a three-degree burn on his, on his hand. Oh. And, of course, I was, you know trying to be superwoman and trying to do all the things working at a job that I hated and just didn't know how to get out of because we needed the money we needed to income and like traveling the world zooming through here carpool like just trying to do everything trying to do all the things I should not have been doing (laughs) 
and he ended up burning his hand. And so I ended up quitting my job to take care of him because he was in the hospital, like in the burn unit for a whole week and everything that he needed. It was a whole thing. And I quit my job. So now we go from like, you know, I was making really good money because I was an HR director. And so then being on unemployment, mm. <laughs> like, damn, now you want to, you want to get like culture shock. It's like, it's a really big, yeah, big gap. gap. Yeah. So I was taking care of him and I, I, I was just, I didn't know that I was depressed. I just mm. thought I was just like, that's just the way life is. Like you are thrown hardships and you deal with it. You survive, you do what you need to do to get through it and mm-hmm. move on to the next. So I didn't know that I was dealing with depression from a kid, mm. right? So then I was, you know, that happens, you know, the car is repossessed, uh, the home is almost foreclosed on, my husband has a stroke. It's Snowball. just like everything oh on top goodness. of everything on top oh of everything goodness. on top of everything. I'm like, yo, God. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm a good person. Like, why? <laughs> what did I do like please like we need to have a heart to heart here because your girl cannot take another step back. like I can't like I'm about to just surrender because I don't know what else to do I'm but, just all done but but if we can pause just there for a little bit like where does it like where does your faith come from I I now looking back I never because I we grew up like going to church but I was never one who was like very religious I was mm. actually very rebellious when I was young sitting we went to Catholic church I found it mad boring <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like falling asleep and my mom is like in Spanish wake up and I'm like mom yeah <laughs> and so I felt a connection to God but it wasn't in the religious way just I knew there was a higher power and I knew that there was always something that had my back I didn't know like I didn't put put a a label to it it was just I knew that I wasn't alone and then also watching my mom go through all the things that she went through and she's just super strong and just has really overcome so much that it's just like I I just I just knew that there was something bigger there Mm. I just knew that there was something bigger there and now looking back now that I know more and I know better I always know that you're always supported no matter what, even when we feel like we're not, and we feel like it's like, yo, like how I was at that moment, like, if you just give me one more thing, I don't think I could get through it. Like, I, I think that the warrior in me is done. I'm going to just fall to my knees because I can't continue to fight. Like, I need you to step in right now because I know that this battle, this war that you have me battling right now, I, I can't do it alone. I need you on my team because if you're not on my team, I'm not going to be able to survive. And I'm like, I'm like getting emotional about it. Like, where are you kind of like right now with everything? It's preparing me for the life that I'm in right now, because as an entrepreneur and you can relate to this, it's not easy. You know, you have your moments where you're like, again, I'm doing all the things. I'm a good person. I'm raising these kids, I'm being a wife, I'm, I'm, I'm like staying on the right track and like I, I need you to do this one thing for me. Like this is a relationship here mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm asking you mm-hmm. because I need you right now 
right? And I see that you see me. Mm. <laughs> I see that you see me and I feel that you feel me. But mm. I need you, I need you to let me know that you can get me through this because right now I can't. And I know that there's certain things I can do on my own. And now with the understanding and the awareness, I know that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay mm. to sit back and be like, I put in all the work I can put in, but now I need you to step in and take me, take me over that hump because I can't do it on my own. I'm done. I'm tired. Mm. And I need this from you. Mm. And every time I've done that in my life, every time I've stopped being in control and stopped thinking that I could do everything on my own and just been like, okay, I, I need you now. Like it's, never 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 when I tell you never and this me so many times it's ne- like it's never it's not never worked out me. Mm. it's never not worked out I mean and it may not be how we want it to work out and that's another thing it's like I want it this way but, but because we're so stuck on that path of I want it this way it's like we're not open to all the other options that we have that we may not even know our options because we're so stuck on this path of how we want it to happen. You know, and then I sit there and I look back and I'm like, yo, I was over here stressing myself all this time. And it was so easy. (laughs) And all I had to do was just sit my ass down (laughs) (laughs) and just stop trying to solve every problem, stop trying to do everything, Mm. stop like just stop which has been one of the hardest things for me to do because I'm such a, like, give me a task and I'm going to do it no matter what. Right? Because we are second generation or whatever generation we are, we come with more, what is that, what is that word I'm looking for? We come with more, um, we have more tools. Because think about it, my mother didn't know English. She came to this country not knowing anybody. All she know how all she knew how to do was sew and clean. Mind you, I'm over here struggling. I know English. I'm educated. I have a driver's license. My mom doesn't know how to drive. <laughs> to you this know, day, I never drove. To, she's never driven. No, she's in her. I think she's pushing eighty now. I mean, that just goes yeah, to show so, the generation gap. For you know, what's yeah, standard for her gap. is different for you. And the privileges that I have, mm. you know because I've been able to go to school here I know the language I'm bilingual and I have all these and and sometimes we have to sit back and understand like I am privileged it might might not be in the other ways that other people are privileged but when I compare myself to what my mother has gone through or to people from her generation no matter what country it's like yo I tell people that all the time like you got to check your privilege sometimes when you got to check a, a your lot of times when people are going through things and you may not understand, you got to, you got to check your privilege. So, I mean, exactly. how does, um, I guess now what you do with, um, home decor and organization, like, what would you say is like your biggest contribution to, to the community? My, the way that I do it and the way that I serve my community is letting them know that home decor is not cookie cutter like okay. y'all need to stop watching hbgv eight i can never say the eight it's a tongue to hgtv <laughs> the bilingualism i <laughs> it's like y'all need to stop watching that and really tap into yourself like sit your ass down tap in figure it figure out the vision you have for your space 
how do you want your space to serve you? And how do you, how, how are you going to serve your space and how do you want it to serve you in return? Like, really sit down and tap in and think about that and take away all the design trends that are out there, right? Because again, you want to create a room that is unique to you. That when your loved ones walk into your space, they're like, this is all Julie. This is all Pete. <laughs> <laughs> like, they walk in and they're like, this is all Tina. You know, this is who Tina is. This is the chapter that she's in at the moment. You know, and it's it's not about, oh, well, you know, that designer says that because you have a small space, you can't paint your walls black. Why not? Mm. Like, just, why not? I why see that I on your Instagram. You do those, uh, like, mood board visualizers, which I love, by the way. I love the aesthetic. Are those <laughs> all, like, things that you personally put together? It's all done through, like, I have to source the item, and then it's, I did basically a software that I used to get it done and then canvas, oh. canvas just puts like a nice spin on it oh okay okay so you you get you get pretty technical with it oh yeah yeah nice, yeah nice. I'm very detail oriented I and mean. I think that's like the <laughs> HR in me <laughs> okay yeah I'm very de- yeah very detail oriented because you have to be as a decorator mm. like because a lot of times people get stuck in how beautiful a space is but how do we get to that beautiful space you have to measure okay right you not only have to measure you have to figure out how you want to use your space and how do how do you want your space to serve you you have to figure out what are your favorite colors and not be scared of what other people think Mm. you have to be okay with if you want to bring your culture into your space and it's okay to do that you know Mm. just because you don't see it on Pinterest doesn't mean you can't do it because I'm not Tammy from Ohio (laughs) oh my gosh that plantation styled old wooden tradition the farmhouse I hate it oh my god please be gone like (laughs) please who bought it here send it back now like I hate it. I'm like, I need color, please. Where are the colors? Where are the patterns? See, and I'm somebody who I am like I've always been stuck. Like I like modern traditional, but I also like elements of contemporary design. And so I've always felt weird because I've never seen like an in-between. And so now you really have almost shamed me into like why haven't I thought to just do what the fuck I want to do like essentially like it's it's that idea of you gotta fit into one of the you know you gotta check a box and yes you don't need to check a box because a lot of I always say I've never met someone who has just one design style Mm. it's always a combination of many like I, I don't know why I felt so compelled like I guess because every time I've had an opportunity to decorate a space it was never a space fully my own I went to college I had to share the space with three other girls when I moved out and got my first apartment I had a roommate and then I also had a boyfriend who was living with me so I couldn't do too much there then when I had my first apartment like solo it was a studio we didn't have any space like I feel like every time I got to a point where I wanted to decorate just how I wanted it never worked out so I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most through the panini I've recently have started buying things with the intention of like this is for my new house like I don't know where that's from I guess you know hearing all the you know manifestation girls talk about you know you got to believe it but 
like I don't know what it is in my brain, but I'm preparing to go somewhere and make it my space. I'm to manifest what you want to manifest. I'm, and that's I'm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of times, a lot of times, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. A lot of times we, and what I've noticed a lot is we put an emphasis on, on like material things, right? And for us, it's okay to go ahead and get that Gucci bag or the Gucci belt or the Louis. Like, that's okay. But when it comes to our space, we want to go all cheapy choppy. Mm. We want to go all Ikea. We want to go all Walmart. And it's like, that's cool if that's your budget. But is that your budget in every other area of your life? And, and it is not that, if it, that's not your budget every in every area of your life. Why is it? that why is your budget yeah why would you be cheap for you but why are you not investing in yourself because our home is an investment it is something that is going to carry us for years and you have to like a lot of times people need to understand that a sofa a bed a dining room set things like that should stand the test of time it shouldn't be like particle wood that if you jump on it this shit's gonna break if you have a big kid they can't sit on it and enjoy Mm. themselves watching a tv show because it's just like starting to crumble. Mm-hmm. So I, I get think that dent like in the middle thing. from you sitting in the yeah, same spot. Yeah, that dent in the middle. Then you got to put the, 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 what is that, the, the wood plank? Double yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it up, like, you know? And no, you're, like, right. you're right, you're right. Why are we doing this? This is our environment. This is like such a sacred space. And we need to start treating it like that. Yes, we can have the finest of clothes and we can take our vacations and we can do all those other things that make us feel good. But at the end of the day, think about it. Where are you coming home to? All of that is going to go out the window as soon as you step foot into your door and you're surrounded by things that don't make you feel good. It was a question that I wanted to ask, something you said. Um, I guess really in mentioning budgeting, right? Is home decor or hiring or hiring a home decorator? What is like the app, like budget for something like that? Or how can people do it on a budget? I feel like people are very classist when it comes to certain things. And interior decorating, unfortunately, is one of them where they feel like only a certain tax bracket can and should, you know, invest in one. What are some things that you feel, you know, that are that should be done differently in that space for that you want people to know? I think that it is definitely something that all of us should have access to. And it's a matter of us taking the leadership role and saying, this is what I want. And how am I going to make that happen? Mm. (laughs) The garbage truck. Um, How am I going to make that happen? Am I going to be resourceful? Can I open up a bank account just for my home decor, just to decorate my apartment, just to decorate my home? Because I know that's how important it is to me. And I'm not going to go to some cookie cutter or some other designer who doesn't understand where I come from, doesn't understand. Like, I don't have a connection with that person because you are into things that I'm not into. So that's a, that's a huge one. Like, do you have a connection to the person you want to hire? Is this person going to understand your culture? Is this person going to understand your language? If you speak another language, is this person going to have, and they don't have to have the same upbringing as you, but they have to have some understanding of what it's like to be you. Relatability. 
yeah, you have to be relatable. And also, you have to also be in that mindset of, I deserve more. Mm. And it's okay for me to spend $2,000 on this couch. Because this couch is going to then in return serve me in these ways for 15, 20 years to come. Mm. This is this couch. I'm going to be able to create memories in this couch, you know, with my family, whether it's with my man, whether it's with my husband, whether it's watching TV with my kids, having movie night. Like these are all when I look back at these pictures and I'm am I going to feel good looking back at these pictures or am I going to cringe because I didn't take the time to invest in myself and invest in my space? Because you can find a cheap decorator, but you're going to get what you pay for. And I think that we have to be in that mindset that I, yes, I deserve this. And how am I going to make this happen? And why am I putting a limitation on hiring somebody to do this for me? Mm. Because I've learned the hard way that you can try to do something on your own. But if you don't have the gifts and the talents to do that, you need to outsource it. Because that person is then in their genius and they can give you that gift that you can't give to yourself just because you're not capable. Because we can't do it all. Absolutely. I'm not an accountant. I hate numbers. I don't want <laughs> I don't, like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I just want to see the money come in. I don't want to have to deal with it. Like, I, you know. And that's absolutely fine. That's how I feel feel about these investing folks, like all the, you know, the crypto and this, listen, I just, I just want to make the money and give it to somebody and have them do it. I don't want to sit and try to learn it. Like, I just want to find the person that I can trust that can do it for me. So I I have a few friends that are dibbling and dabbling and I'm like, all right, listen, focus on that and trust me, I got you. I could I could figure it out, but it's gonna take me way longer to figure it out and, than to just give it off to someone who this is what they enjoy doing. Like they mm-hmm. get off on this shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I just want to give it to you. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, let me go decorate over here and be a my genius while you go uh, over here and run these numbers. To hello. Me, you know. So it's it's also that of getting out of that mindset of being of just surviving. <sighs> You know, like, I'm so tired of surviving. Yeah. Like, I'm just tired. Like, like can I thrive? Like, I just want to thrive and I want to stay here. I want to live you, here. And, and you are, and you are, and you're actively working to continue to do so. I mean, what are some projects and things that you're working on now? I'm actually just, um, I'm in the middle of my first um, group program. Where oh. I'm walking, yeah, I'm walking ladies through the foundation of design, right? That sounds amazing. Thank you. So many people try to do this on their own, but they jump to shopping because that's the fun part. But they don't, they don't have a strong foundation. Mm. So they haven't measured. They haven't figured out how they want to use their space. They haven't figured out their design style. They haven't figured out what mood and vibe they want their space to give off. Like they have not done that work that you need to do because when I work with someone one-on-one, that's, that's what the consultation is. I can't just go in there and start putting, like telling them, oh, paint your walls, I don't know, a burgundy color because I like burgundy. <laughs> Get you a, 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 a rattan coffee table because I love rattan and that's my, you know, I love boho. I Google that. You what know? is that? That sounds fancy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I haven't sat down with my client and figured out what their design style is or how they want to use their space. Just because you have a living room doesn't mean it just has to be your used li- as a yeah. living room. It could be your home office. It could be your yes. studio. It's all about maximizing your square footage. Mm, okay. You, we gotta like we have to keep it real. Like New York apartments are not what they used to be. Mm. Like you don't have yeah, the sure sunken living rooms like you have in the Bronx. Like. Those apartments, people been living there for 50 years, they're not going anywhere. So these new construction buildings that are coming up, which I have a thing, like if I could have a talk with these engineers. Really? Uh, yeah, because they're just throwing, they're like. They're, they're literally closets and they're trying to fit as many units as they can in one building, which mm. sucks for the person renting or buying these apartments. Because the way that they lay out these spaces, which is what's so frustrating, because when I have clients who live in these new construction, like I literally am pulling my hair out. Because I'm like, why would you put a door here? And why would you have the swing go this way? Now I can't put nothing here. And now I just lost like two feet of space because you want to put this door here because you think it looks cute, but it doesn't serve a damn purpose. And you should have had it swing open the other way so that then I can put something there Mm. and make use out of it. So like, when it comes to small spaces or even like trying to have more than one use out of this space, you have to definitely take advantage of your wall space. Like, cause you can't expand the square footage. It is what it is. Mm. Like we're not going to have the magic wand. Yeah. So you got to definitely use up your wall space, whether that's putting up wall shelves, tall bookcases, because we have to also remember that things come in different sizes. Like, if you have a tall ceiling, then you definitely want to take advantage of that height and be able to then use that for extra storage if you want to then, you know, remove the clutter from your space. If you want to have a multi-purpose room, then get furniture that works, that gives you that multi-purpose function, such as a coffee table that can serve as an ottoman for extra seating, that you can also use as a footrest when you're watching TV having a work desk that maybe doubles as a bookcase so that when you're done with work, it's out of sight, out of mind. And you don't, you can then move on to the next phase of your life on, you know, on your work schedule or whatever. Mm. Like you don't have to think about work when you're spending time with your family, you know? So there's different ways to make it work. It's just like, you have to be very intentional of the pieces you bring into your space. Mm. Like don't get so caught up in how cute something is, whether it's trending on Instagram, like, how is it going to work for your space? Is it going to fit in your space? And am I going to be able to use it in more than one way? Because if I can't, then is it really the best item for me? Yeah. And I guess that goes back to what you were saying about sometimes investing in that one good piece, that one expensive couch or that one, you know, custom bookshelf or, you know, that one thing that's going to get you the most out of your space. Absolutely. Because if, yeah, because if I get a 96 inch, tall bookcase which is basically eight feet tall and most ceilings in new york are minimum eight feet then i just now i can use up my whole wall instead of getting a a bookcase that's 60 inches tall and now i just lost you know all those inches off of my wall that what am i going to do with it there's really it's empty space is wasted space when I could have used it for something, I could have stored boxes. I could have put nice, cute little baskets and stored stuff in there, mm. you know, to remove the clutter. Or maybe I want to put, I don't know, I want to put some CDs. Like maybe I'm old school and I still love to listen to CDs or vinyls. Maybe I want to store that there. Like 
you know, that whatever it is for you. That makes a lot of sense. No, I, th- I think that is amazing. And I think that, you know, you're absolutely right. And I'm definitely, am I following you yet? Let me see. Because I definitely will be in contact with you once once I do get my space because it is coming. My space is coming. Yeah, you gotta, we have to start. And that's a, a big thing that has been hard for me, but I, I have finally nailed it. Where you have, we have to start acting like the person we want to become. And when we start acting like the person we want to become, things start moving faster in our favor. Like we have to, it, it, and it's so hard to do <laughs> because there's times that I fall back and I start doing shit I should not be doing and I start overwhelming myself and again thinking I'm superwoman when I know I'm not. And I start reverting back to old habits mm. and I have to check myself. And I'm like, why are you doing this, Julie? Like, like stop. You say that you want these things for yourself. You say that you want to accomplish these goals and start acting like, like you are already that person. Mm. My bank account may not reflect that at days, you know, but I'm going to act like it does. And then what happens, you know, I start manifesting. I get, you know, abundance starts coming my way. You know, things start moving in, 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 in my favor. And it's because we also have to learn to be patient which is hard it's not an easy thing to do and it's an act of gratitude when you take yourself more seriously when you appreciate the things that you already have and you claim the things that you know are already coming to you it is a a, a act of, of gratitude taking care of the space you already have prepares you to get a, be- a bigger and better space taking care exactly. and appreciating and um how do you uh i guess or how did you use uh, your skills in like home decor for your own home? Like, are there any special things that you have? Yo, it's so funny you ask that because people who've been following for a minute know that's why I'm laughing. Like, <laughs> there's a power struggle between me and my husband, Robert, because he swears he's the decorator. <laughs> but he has zero skills. When I tell you nothing negative, obsolete, none. <laughs> And so we are constantly like, I'm like, why did you paint that back? Like, why? <laughs> Just leave it. Or so why do you not consult me before you try to make these changes in this house? <laughs> like, you need to stop. Like, go sit your ass down and go work on the car or do something that you need to be doing instead of trying to decorate this house oh and making it a shit show i would watch that as a reality Everybody show said that. oh like, y'all my need a reality goodness show you because, guys oh my yo, goodness why he cut my damn curtains he cut my curtains i have this pet peeve that like your curtains should not be high water your curtains need to touch the floor like, for the love of God, stop having high water curtains. Like, it's cute for fashion and maybe having a comeback from what I hear. I don't know. I'm not into fashion like that. But I know home decor. Stop. So, this mofo was like, oh, curtains should not be long in the kitchen. And I was like, who told you this? And so, I wake up one day and the damn curtains are cut. They're like, and I almost killed him. And I'm sure the neighbors... Where, like, someone called the cops. Did he at Robert least cut them to... even? No. <laughs> he did not cut them even. I'm still waiting for my replacement curtains. He still hasn't bought them. This is, like, about a year ago. 
And this is just one of the many shit shows that he's done in this house. Oh, that, like, it, 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 whenever I find a marriage counselor, it's definitely going to be at the top of the list of, like, the sales that he has created that I then have to fix, which is why I can never have the house the way I want it decorated, mm. because I'm constantly wasting time fixing the shit he does. Listen, I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but I need to see the before and afters as content. I need to see... Yo, I even have a... What do you call that? Um, On Instagram, the... The circle in your profile. Oh, the highlight? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I even have a highlight of his actors doing stuff he's not supposed to be. Oh like, my god! Stop. I got him. Oh my gosh! Oh my like, goodness! Why? I need he to painted, see it. He painted the bathrooms. Oh, I'm sorry. There's like a venting session, real quick. Rob added again. Oh yes, my god! He painted. He painted the back of the door black because I painted the doors and I painted the doors in the hallway black. <sighs> This guy decides that he wants to paint the back of the door of the bathroom door black. Now I feel like I'm in a Beetlejuice room <laughs> because I'm like, why would you paint? <sighs> and I haven't put that on Instagram because I'm literally done. Like I'm like, and on top of that, there wasn't enough paint, so it's like you could see the strokes on the wall on the door. Oh, so it didn't work. I came home, and this is the shit he does when he's home alone. Like, he's like, babe, I'm not going to go to work today. I'm taking the day off. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, don't no. get into nothing. Oh, no. Like, just lay your ass on the sofa and watch TV. Like, why are you getting up to do stuff? And if you're going to do stuff, why does it have to be home decor related? <laughs> From one professional to a non-professional, you do not know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's why you will never see my house on Instagram or oh. because it's not how I want it because he doesn't allow for it. <laughs> but if I could, I would. Oh. That's if I could, I would. Like, if I could, it, it would be gorgeous. <laughs> but I can't. So, oh here goodness. we are. Oh, my goodness. I, oh, you have been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Please, please, please tell everyone where they can find you. Plug, you know, your Facebook, or Facebook Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want. <laughs> You know, I said, I heard you said you have your group classes. Plug that too, please. Yes, I have my Foundation of Design group um, guided program. It's a live program that I'm doing now because I'm really loving it. And I'm like, I found out that I'm like, I really love teaching. But you can also find me on my website, redoyourroomonline.com. The same thing for Instagram, redoyourroomonline. And Pinterest is redoyro because it doesn't allow you. I guess the name is too long. Mm. Okay. But that's where you can find. <laughs> OMG. But again, thank you so much, Julie, for speaking with me today. Um, You're welcome. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'm definitely going to, like I said, I'm going to follow you. Redo your room online. You thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a good one. Bye. You too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>